Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. Hoping all is great. Hoping all is well. Today we're going to be looking at what might possibly be the most absurd proposed Kratom ban or at least the you know the reasoning is the most absurd that I've seen in a long time and that's saying something and I, I don't know what else to tell you all this is just kind of laughable to me so let's let's just jump right into it you know let's let's not beat around the bush today let's do it so let's jump in there is a proposed kratom ban in the county of Pearl River in Mississippi I have been looking into this for the past few days, and every time I looked into it, I just found something more and more dumb. And now here I sit doing this podcast episode, and I gotta tell you, this is this is pretty dumb. So let's let's look at the specifics. The reason why this proposed ban or town ordinance is going to go into effect in Pearl River County is because the town deputy clerk, Lauren Gore, is, well, she's a bit nuts in my opinion. But first, let's start with the wonderful local news coverage that we all come to know and love. Pearl River County leaders are moving toward a ban on Kratom and tyanetine, which are drugs commonly sold at smoke shops and convenience stores. Amber Spradley brings us a closer look at why some want it prohibited and others don't. This is where all our kratoms are kept here. Kratom comes from a tropical tree native to Southeast Asia. So there's our typical wonderful local news coverage intro that we all know and love. Um, and, you know, besides the fact that the reporter couldn't even, you know, pronounce the other drug's name, which I also can't pronounce. <laughs> Let's just look at Kratom, because uh, this news report only looks at Kratom anyway. So after their, you know, typical intro into what Kratom is and kind of doing a mediocre job at introducing it, then they jump into talking about how uh, this vendor actually uses Kratom takes whatever pain that I have it just mellows it out and then it's just I feel good and I can move again then I can come to work and perform my job the way it needs to be performed it turns out that the vendor uh, actually has you know arthritis and other pain problems that affect her daily and it makes it nearly impossible to do her job but kratom can be really helpful and she actually only takes like half of a capsule she doesn't even need all of one capsule and it completely changes her day of course then here comes county deputy clerk lauren gore to save the day but for County Deputy Clerk Lauren Gore, it's really a hard issue. She tells me she's a recovered addict and one now advocating against Kratom. If God can do it for me, I believe he can do it for other people. And I believe this substance is um, harmful to other people who are trying to recover from addiction. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. In the article, which I will link all of these sources in the description of this podcast, as always, everybody. In the original article that I read... It says that Lauren Gore was warning about Kratom 
as something that could be very addictive, that she herself was an addict, and that she wanted to help people overcome the addiction to Kratom. Now, here's the thing. It said in the article, Gore warns that substituting one substance for another does not help people beat addiction. It only replaces the previous substance. Um, Now, in Pearl River County, you can use Suboxone and Methadone. And for some reason, I don't see her trying to ban those substances as those are being used to replace other addictive substances like heroin or opium uh, all over the country. And that just doesn't seem to be an issue for for this county deputy clerk. It only, only, only is Kratom. Now, moving through this, it, it it's ridiculous because when you listen to the actual you know, interview with her, she ends up saying, first off, what you just heard there, she thinks that everybody can just find God like she did and that nobody should need anything else. So it's not that she cares about addictive substances and whatever you can use to help, you know, beat addiction, even if that's, you know, a natural alternative leaf or if it's suboxone or methadone like she doesn't care what it is she thinks all you need is god they failed to mention that in the article but it kind of changes what she's trying to say doesn't it i mean that's something that i think should definitely be relayed in every single news source if this person is trying to say okay this substance is addictive and people are using it to replace another addictive substance and I don't think that's right. That's one argument, right? Like, I I see what her argument is. Not that I agree with it, but I could see that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. She's not saying that. She's saying, you don't need another thing to help you beat an addiction with something else because I found God when I dealt with it, which means everybody else should find God instead. Okay? Then... It gets even more absurd. It gets even more absurd because according to these articles, it's laid out as if Lauren Gore was addicted to Kratom. That turns out not to be the case. That turns out not to be the case. It turns out... Just listen to this. Just listen. While she claims never to have tried it herself, she recognizes the effects it has on its users. It's affecting our communities just as much as any other drug or substance. This lady has never tried Kratom in her life. This lady has never tried Kratom in her life. The way that these articles are written, it sounds like she was addicted to Kratom for years, went through the Teen Challenge program, found, you know... That, that she didn't need to take this anymore through hard work and perseverance and then is now trying to ban a highly addictive substance that ruined her life. When you hear the interview with her, what ends up being the case is she was addicted to some other substance. She's never tried Kratom in her life. She went through the Teen Challenge program, found God, and that saved her, which is great. I am not downing anybody who's into God or who, you know, God saves from addiction. I know plenty of people who that that's been the case and I love it and I think that's great. But here's the thing. She ended up going through this program, finding God. It saved her from her addiction. And now she's going after this thing that she's never tried before, knows nothing about whatsoever, and thinks that it's evil because 
people can just find God like she did. That is not why someone should make a law banning a substance. That does not work. That does not compute with me. And I think that that's very immoral. And, you know, if she's going to bring up God, I can bring up God. God created plants, right? So you're telling us that we should ban a plant that God created? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not getting into that. But, you know, she brought it up first. (laughs) Okay, moving on. So basically the end of this is... As if the ordinance is ratified, both city governments and Pearl River County will have to pass the same or similar ordinances before it can be enforced. Regardless of if the ordinance passes, it's going to have to pass into other places within the county for it to really take effect. So that's what we're going to be waiting to see. But you know, there are other things about this that really just get me. It's not just all the discrepancies. It's not just that this person's arguments don't actually end up lining up at all with reality or anything like that. It's also other things. Like in one of these articles, it talks about how some people who are going through the drug court program, which is kind of it's kind of a program for those of you who don't know what drug court is. It's almost considered like a progressive version of the criminal justice system for people who are addicts. My late brother went through the drug court program towards the end of his life, um, and he ended up uh, leaving towards the end of the time there. And um, and uh, he, you know, would have to go into these weekly sessions in drug court and have a a basically like it's almost like a little mock trial hearing thing where the judge sees how you've done this past week and just sees if you've been showing up to all of your appointments and therapy and you know exercise and you know have you broken any protocols or rules all that that's kind of like what drug court is it's like soft criminal justice in a way or that's what it's seen as but it's actually not it's actually pretty hardcore for um, a lot of people and it's very messy It's a messy process. They often don't track what people need. So you have all these people on methadone who can last maybe two days without getting a dose of it. And then they're going to go through a very tough withdrawal. And in that case, when you're going through that sort of withdrawal and you have no support network, you're either going to freak out or you're going to go and buy drugs illegally and take drugs because you can't handle the withdrawal. And then you get thrown in jail again. And it's just kind of a vicious cycle. So that's kind of what drug court is for a lot of people. And nobody in drug court looks good, right? Like they all are doing really bad when they're in drug court. They all are addicted and withdrawing from something. So it's like, that's what everyone is dealing with in drug court. In this article, it says, some people who are going through the drug court program have also been found to be lethargic during a drug court visit, later determined to have taken a Kratom-based product. All I can say about that is, from my experience of seeing my brother go through drug court, going to those hearings and seeing everybody else in the drug court program, of which there were 20 or 30 people, all of them looked that way. And they did not all take a Kratom-based product beforehand. They they all look lethargic because they're all withdrawing and they feel like crap. (laughs) I mean, that's that's why they look that way. It's not because they took a Kratom-based product. You can say that if you'd like. If it makes you feel better, if it makes this whole impossible situation of addiction that much more tolerable tolerable for you, go for it. 
And I'm sure that one or two people in that drug court program who took a Kratom-based product probably did look a little more lethargic because they took a Kratom-based product. I don't think that the Kratom-based product is the reason why they're in drug court, and I don't think it's the reason why they need so much help. And that's probably not the main reason why they're lethargic. (laughs) So... I don't know. Things like that just kind of get me, and I I don't really like it when it kind of just goes under the radar. So this episode was really calling out these articles and the news report, and this lady who, good for her, she found God, but uh, now she's trying to find God for everyone else, and I don't think that's right. So that's going to wrap up this episode. A little bit of a feisty episode, but it hits home. So I hope everybody else is doing great out there. Uh, Have a great rest of your day. And we'll be back tomorrow. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye.